Welcome to the Runners Who Wine podcast. I'm your co-host, Nicole, a certified personal trainer, runner, and self-proclaimed wine connoisseur. And with me is the always amazing Anne-Marie. She's a DVRT master instructor, fellow runner, and wine lover. This podcast is your jam if you're looking for authentic, unfiltered product reviews, information on all things running, and real talk regarding everything that fuels our runs, including a big old glass of wine. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. Welcome to episode eight of the Runners Who Wine podcast. Anne-Marie, how are you? Hi, Nicole. I am doing well, (laughs) much better than I have been recently. How about you? I'm good. So for those of you that are just tuning in or are following along, kind of, or read Anne-Marie's blog, you know that Anne-Marie has just gone through quite an ordeal. Uh, Yeah, that's one way to describe it. So (laughs) um, back in February, in the middle of February, I did have a uh, subtotal colectomy done, meaning that I got half of my extra colon removed, um, which I actually went through. It was not that bad. Um, I came out pretty uh, good on the other side of it, and I felt really good for about a month. And then... um, Right after St. Patrick's Day, I I woke up and thought I was dying. <laughs> um, oh. They still don't know why, but I spent about a week in the hospital, um, hooked up to uh, antibiotics and like literally all of the fun pain meds that you'd ever want to be on. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. So, how long did it take you to start being able to eat solid food and also, of course, drink wine again? Well, that's a funny question. So uh, after the colectomy, I was really, or I was eating rather um, uh, food in the hospital. So I think it was like maybe on the third day they switched me to like a a regular food diet and I was totally fine to eat whatever I wanted off the menu. Yeah, I was really surprised. I thought I was going to be starving for a while, Um, but I woke up and they pretty much were like, you can, you know you can drink clear liquids and then it went from clear liquids to solid foods. And by the time I got out of the hospital, which was about six days later, um, I was permitted to eat whatever and drink whatever I wanted. I had no restrictions. So fast forward to St. Patrick's day weekend. I enjoyed myself. I had some beverages. I went out to dinner, nothing crazy, but I woke up that following Monday and was really ill and had a lot of terrible pain in my right side where they removed the colon. Long story short, uh, ended up in the hospital again. And then they had me on like nothing to eat or drink for like three days. (laughs) It was a little horrifying. Um, but after that, uh, in the hospital, they slowly, like they call it advancing your diet. They slowly advanced my diet to like uh, clear liquids and then, um, full, then there's full liquids. And then by the time I left, I was on like a low fiber, low residue diet. And then the doctor kind of was like, but you can eat whatever you want. Like, don't go crazy one way or the other. And I've just been really careful since then. So, um, I am eating whatever I want, but I'm not like, I'm not shoving nuts and seeds and those types of things down my mouth right now, just because I'm like, I'm nervous. Um, nothing too hard. Like, I mean, I'm eating eggs, like really lightly toasted toast, you know, I'm not, it's not like I'm dying or starving, but I have not, to answer the other question, I have not drank any alcohol since then, (laughs) so it's sad, but I'm just trying to like keep myself on the mend. 
Yeah, totally. I'm well in solidarity. I'm drinking coffee with you today. Aww, thank uh, you. It's also eight. 24 in the morning here in Austin hey. so it's not quite wine time <laughs> it's always wine time but. Um, but because this is runners who wine I did bring the bottle of wine that I drank last night and by bottle I did not drink this whole bottle last night <laughs> nice <laughs> but it was left over we had it in our fridge from uh, wine Wednesday I don't know if have I talked about wine Wednesday on the podcast I don't know that you have So every Wednesday, uh, Will and I started this when we moved to Brooklyn. We wanted to build up our wine collection. We decided that we were adults. We were like, I don't know, 24. And (laughs) (laughs) like, we're adults. We need to have a wine collection in our new apartment. So we started getting wine, but we would have a bottle and then we'd drink it. So we weren't really building up our collection very much. Right. So um, we started doing this thing where every week we would each buy one bottle. So he would stop on his way home from work and I would stop on my way home from work. And we'd each get a bottle and we'd save one and then we'd open one on Wednesday. We'd watch a movie, we'd have some wine, um, and then we'd have a bottle for later, for whenever we wanted. So we started doing that and this, we've kept up with the tradition, we're still doing it now, six years later. That's really Um, impressive. I'm saying, right? Like, there's something to be said for tradition. There is. And starting new ones. But, especially when they involve wine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But we opened this bottle on Wednesday, and Will is off on his bachelor party this weekend. Oh, wait, wait. Where is he? I'm curious. He's in Miami. Oh, how nice. Okay, continue. So Jealous. I was home alone last night with Moose. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have some wine because it's Friday. So, and also because I like wine. So I had this Chardonnay. And usually I really like Chardonnay. And this one was a little sweeter than I typically go for. But Mm. it's what we had open. And I didn't want to open another bottle when we had one open. So, uh, and it's still good. It's just not. Not my absolute not your thing. favorite, not your but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I like it. I still drink it. So it's Sterling Vin- Vintner's Collection California Chardonnay from 2006. Oh, throwback. Um, yeah, I know. It's so old. <laughs> it's classic. It's but <laughs> but uh, it says uh, this, and pardon my voice also, I have really bad allergies. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, I don't want to complain because, I mean, I have allergies and you're, like, dying over there with your no, disappearing no, colon. I think, I think it's, like, a, a whole, like, thing right now. Like, allergies are really bad everywhere. I haven't oh caught gosh. whatever, like, allergy flu is glowing around, thankfully. <laughs> but everybody has it right now. Well, I don't think you can catch allergies. <laughs> so I don't think you have to worry there. <laughs> But anyway, okay, so this Sterling Vintners collection built by the hand touch of our winemakers from select vineyards to create a wine of balance and elegance. Uh, Sip our Chardonnay and savor the lush pineapple and peach flavors layered with notes of spicy vanilla oak. So that's what I had last night. Today I am just having coffee, which I take black. Me too. Hey. Um, So yeah. Okay, so you have been 
out for the count a little bit because of your surgery. You haven't been able to run. This is horrible. You, it's runners who whine, and you're you're not able to drink wine or run at the moment. I am like the worst co-host ever. <laughs> no, but this is this is this is a good thing because we. I mean, it's not a good thing, but it's good because we can talk about what do you do as a runner when you can't run. Well, I mean, I have a variety of suggestions. So this has been this isn't something that's new to me within the last few months. Like, I, if anybody's been following my saga on my blog over the last year, you'll know that it's been, it's been pretty persistent since last spring. So I've been in and out of the hospital and I've actually talked about this a lot on my blog. And, um, I was down for the count back in May of 2017, um, to the point where like, I just had to really recover and couldn't do anything. And I, I did share a post on my blog then about like how to hang up your running shoes without going crazy. Like, what do you do? What do you do when you can't workout. Um, so, you know, some suggestions I gave was find something you can do. Um, and, in the case back then, you know, was it light strength training? It was maybe like yoga, stretching, walking, just something daily that was active. Um, or, you know, another suggestion become part of the cheer squad. So if you're physically capable of like going to a race and cheering your friends on, then, that's always an option. It makes you feel like you're still part of it. You'll still get a little bit of FOMO, but you're, you know, volunteering at a race and just being part of that experience um, will help you not feel like you're just, you know, putting baby in the corner over there and not, (laughs) not being able to do anything. That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. um, And I also talked about, you know, reconnecting with a hobby that you ditched for running. Um, So before I ever was a runner and when I had free time, I loved to read. Like, it's a great time to catch up on, like, old hobbies. And don't make fun of me, Nicole, but I can crochet. What? Yeah. How did I not know this about you? I I don't know, but I can crochet. I crocheted all my children their blankets. Oh, my God. I used to have a shop on Etsy that would make, like, uh, mug cozies that was, like, crocheted. And Marie. Don't ask. You know, um, you need to make like a wine, like I should koozie or I should or those cute wine socks. bottles. Yes, socks. I should totally get into that. So you know, reconnecting with an old hobby, like something that it, you're identifying with, it makes you still feel like it's you without it having to be a physical activity. Um, and remember that it's only temporary. Um, you know, whether it be, like, an injury or some sort of illness, no matter how severe the illness is, unless, like, you were told by your doctor never to exercise again, like, you're going to come out of it. Um, You have to be patient, and that is probably the hardest part. Um, I've literally done this between two C-sections, a gallbladder surgery, um, my subtotal colectomy, and now this, like, stay in the hospital. This is, like, my fifth or sixth time bouncing back. Um, and I just have to remind myself I've been there before and I can do it again. And I've looked at pictures of myself, even just this past spring after, or like this past summer after being sick in the spring. And I'm like, Hey, I, I looked good and I was strong and look at all these things I could do and I can get back there. You don't, your body doesn't forget and you don't lose that mentality. You just have to be patient. Yeah. You are so... You do not complain. Like you amaze me every time. And so... You guys know Anne-Marie came to visit and we did a bunch of podcast recording ahead of time because she was going to have this surgery. And 
the whole time she was here, she did not complain once. She didn't talk about being scared or the fact that she'd be in the hospital or wouldn't be able to run or wouldn't be able to drink wine for a while. Like you, <laughs> you just amaze me with that, that you, you're so positive and I would have been freaking the F out. Like, if I well, I think, most people, I think most people would, I was just so sick that I just, I knew it was my only resolution and I knew it was going to, like, I have felt really well. Like I'm really kind of upset. I landed back in the hospital and I'm not going to lie, like sitting there, you know, right after St. Patrick's Day, hooked up to IVs, not being able to eat. Like, I started to cry. And I'm like, what did I do? Like, what did I do? I was so careful. I didn't lift things I wasn't supposed to. I didn't start running again yet because I wanted to wait until six weeks out. And I was only five weeks out. Uh-huh. So, like, I, I was like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything that could have caused this. And they don't know. Like, they don't know what caused it. They literally asked me if I ate a chicken bone, to which my sarcastic sassy reply was well I'm not a dog (laughs) um but like it's just it was frustrating I'm not gonna lie like I was very frustrated but like being home now and I've been home for you know over I don't know when did I come home I came home like the Monday the 23rd or something like I don't know but um being home now like I feel okay and I'm getting better and I'm just going to take it slow. Like, yeah. I cannot push myself. Um, and, I, you know, I'm in a much more positive mindset. But, man, like, when you're feeling sick the way that I felt, like, you're almost excited to have some sort of answer and have something done about it, you know? Right, right. It's hard when they're just like, mm, we don't know, but hope you feel better. Okay, thanks, bye. Right. But, like, I mean, to bring this to a more broad conversation, because I know not everybody is going to get half their colon out <laughs> um, or have, like, no matter what, like you have to, it depends. So like if it, if it was a serious illness like mine or like, God forbid, it's something like cancer, you had to go through chemotherapy or you were an extended hospital stay like a week or more, you know, you, you have, it wreaks havoc on your body. So even when you start to feel better and you think you're feeling better than you were, you still have to be patient. Yeah. Um, and that's really important. And like, even just practicing like stupid things like while you're laying there like breathing or stretching or you know if you can like if you didn't have surgery or if you can roll around like do some foam rolling and loosen the body up um it's that's stuff you can do while you're waiting but like there's residual effects to being hooked up like being under anesthesia for four hours being on narcotics for like a week straight (laughs) like those are things that wreak havoc on your body um so once you get the green light by the doctor and they've checked you out and they said you're good to go like then you can start adding in some like walking light weights those types of things um conversely if it's just a head cold like do like it's one of those things where it's you know maybe just take it back a notch (laughs) um you know if it's like a head cold or a flu just like don't go so hard maybe like dial your training back a little bit. So you kind of have to scale what you're doing based on how severe your illness or injury was. Right, right. So I, um, I've i never had, fortunately, any serious surgeries or injuries um, since I've been a runner. I did, uh, I did get injured once and I was out for about three months uh, and that was really hard. Um, right. Yeah. And I, I think everything you're saying is so true. Like, it's the last thing you want to hear, but you have to stay positive. Um, See, mindset is everything. Yeah. Especially if, 
if it's a minor injury like I had, I can't even say minor right now. Like, meh, meh, meh. meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like back here sneezing. Ugh. Sorry. <clears throat> Allergies are keeping me from running. No, um, they are. I haven't been running outside lately. But uh, you're like the second person that's told me that. Oh my gosh, it's like, anyway, not the end of the world. It's going to be over at some point. Right. The, 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 all this crap on the trees has to all fall down at some point and then I'll be okay. <laughs> but, well, so what did you do? Like, did you work around your injury when you were yeah, injured? Did yeah. you like totally give up working out? Like, so, how did you make it through those three months? I had a strain. I strained my calf and, um, it, I, I, I couldn't even walk for a few days. It was pretty bad. Um, but staying, positive and knowing that I had to rest and knowing that if I pushed it and made it, if I tried to run on it, I would make it worse. And then it might become a more serious long-term injury. And then I might actually never be able to run again. Right. I think thinking more long-term. Yeah. Thinking more long-term and just being, being cautious is very important. And being patient, like you said, is so, so key. So I think I took a few days to just rest because um, it's hard to do anything when you can't even walk. And then right. I started trying to figure out like, okay, what else can I do? And I, that's, that's the time I really started to fall in love with strength training. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't do, obviously I wasn't doing any leg day stuff for a while, right. but I could do upper body. Um, I could go to the gym and I could, you know, I couldn't do anything intense. I couldn't do any hit workouts or anything like that. Right. But I could do simple things. I could do bicep curls. I could do chest presses. I could do, you know, any upper body work. I could do some ab work. I just couldn't put any stress on my leg right. um, for a while. And then eventually my leg started feeling a little better. I knew I still shouldn't be running, uh, mm-hmm. but I was able to do a a few strength things that were low impact um, and eventually built the strength back up in my leg to start. I started doing some run, walk intervals, short distances, and then eventually Mm -hmm. built back up. And any time that I felt that it was tweaked a little bit, whenever I was running, I would stop. Yeah. That's important. You have to respect and honor like your body telling you things. Exactly. It can be frustrating for sure, but um, it's so much better to just, you know, cut a five mile run at three miles, then never be able to run again, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Cause you have to think long-term like that really like mindset positivity, knowing that you will get back there, that it's in thinking in a long-term, like the bigger picture is key. And like, you know, you were talking about working around it. So like, if you have a lower body injury, like maybe do like focus on your upper body work like a little bit more. Um, I've done that in the past before where I couldn't do impact stuff. I had some sort, I don't even know what I did, like pulled some sort of hamstring or something a few years ago. And I just really focused on like doing certain workouts with my sandbag and like kettlebells and more upper body stuff. Obviously I wasn't like jump roping. I wasn't running, but you know, just more lower impact, um, type of activity. Um, Conversely, like if you have a upper body injury, like maybe a shoulder injury, like you're not going to be able to do push-ups or dips or overhead presses or swimming or lifting, like um, do it the other way around, do leg workouts, like maybe you have to tread if you were normal, like used to swimming, like do like some water treading like with your legs instead of like using your arms. 
um, you actually know, swimming is a, is a great, yeah. um, because it takes basically all the impact off of your joints and muscles and you can still get in a really great workout and build muscle and also do some endurance stuff. So swimming is an awesome alternative. Um, the same with like, uh, cycling is low impact. I have so, actually, I did a few like spin workouts before I ended up back in the hospital, which was not related, but, um, and I felt <laughs> great. Like they weren't, they were like, you know, 15, 20 minute, like hit. And I say hit and people are like, oh my God, you're doing hit workouts. I'm like, yeah, but it was not an impact hit workout. Right, right, right. And like, I didn't lose my endurance that quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like I could, like 20 minutes of endurance is not is nothing. It's not like I was out running. I wasn't doing anything, um, insane. It was just like speeding up on the bike for, you know, 20 second intervals or something like that. So yeah, that's awesome. And of course I, we should have prefaced this entire episode with consult with your doctor before doing anything. Of Um, course. But I think I did kind of say that at some point, (laughs) but like you have to have the green light with your doctor. Um, and that was one thing that like, I really didn't do anything after my colectomy until I spoke with the doctor. Cause I still had like glue on my incisions and I was like, uh, I'm not going to go like running and rip this off. That would be terrible. Um, so, you know, just playing it smart. I was able to do a lot more five weeks out after my gallbladder surgery than I have been after a colectomy. But again, it's scale. It's all, you know, a colectomy is a lot bigger surgery. They took out half my insides, uh, <laughs> versus like a baby gallbladder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. But I think the, the plus side of not being able to run for a certain amount of time or do whatever it is that you love is that it almost reignites the passion that you have for it. It I know like it's, it's easy to start getting burnt out, especially when you're in the middle of an intense training cycle. But, uh, when you realize that you can't do it, it's, it's almost, it makes you want to, you know, it's like you want it what does. you can't have. So it, it's, it, it's it, nice to take that break and then come back to it and be like, yes, I can run again. It gives you this kind of fresh perspective. It does. It. And it's made me like, you know, I know I will be able to run again. Like I'm not, I have no question about that. It's just being patient right now. But, you know, I'm seeing all of, you know, these races that people are doing. And obviously it's, it is a little bit more challenging when I focus most of my day on social media and all the people that I follow are runners and seeing them, you know, have metal Mondays after like a, you know, St. Patrick's day marathon or something. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. No, um, I'm not that better. Um, I, I mean, I just, it kind of, like you said, it reignites that passion. Like I will get back there someday. What are my goals? Like I want to start trail running this year once I feel better. And right now I couldn't even do that if I wanted to. Um, I live in upstate New York. There's, they're soggy. They're terrible. There was still snow on the ground like two days ago. Like I'm not gonna, you know, I have to wait anyway. So I kind of, I'm focusing on that long-term goal, but it's also something that I wouldn't, you know, it's something I can't do anyhow. So it kind of gives me that peace of mind. (laughs) Yeah. And I also love your point about, you know, finding other things and getting back to other hobbies. And it's, it's great. Even if you really can't be active at all, um, it's great to have something else to fall back on. I have a guitar that's been sitting in the corner of my room for like, for like 10 years, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Wait, do you really play guitar? I played a long, long, long time ago. 
barely. Like I took a few lessons. I knew a few songs and I haven't played in a really long time and I've picked it up every now and then. I literally have to start from scratch. Like I don't remember anything. And uh, it's sit, I, I keep it every time we move. Will's like, can you get rid of the guitar? I'm like, no, I'm going to learn how to play it. I'm going to. And I, and I never do. So um, uh, I think now I'm hoping I'm, I'm not injured, um, but I am on an off training cycle. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take a step back from long runs and stuff like that. I'm still going to incorporate running into my routine just because it's my favorite type of workout. But uh, I'm hoping I'll, I'll have some time now that I'm not going out for two hours every Saturday right. or Sunday to, to try to start learning again. But I think that's a great, that's a great tip. Find something else that you enjoy. Crochet. Well, play the guitar. Yeah, crochet. <laughs> read a book. Uh, do, you know, garden, whatever. There's, there's, a right. lot, there's a lot you can do in the, in the interim. I think the important, well, there's two important points I have from what you just said. First, you don't want to lose yourself, right? So if you've identified yourself as a runner and that's how you feel like, like I'm a runner, I'm a runner. Like even when the doctor came into me at the hospital and it was like 530 in the morning, he's like, you're up awfully early for somebody your age. And I was like, my, first of all, what does that mean? Second of all, I'm a runner at 530 in the morning. <laughs> um, and I'm still identifying myself that way. But like, I also, you know, I do, I can crochet and I do love to read and I do love to do like history research. I'm a huge dork, but like, these are things that, um, you know, I've, been focusing on outside of running since I can't right now. Um, the other fact that, and I, in what you said, like I have to start from the beginning, like I'd have to start as if I've never played, like that's the same way with when you get back into working out after a serious injury or illness, treat yourself like a beginner yes. just because you could do, you know, like 25 burpees, no problem before, or like 50 push ups in a row, which is crazy, but it doesn't mean that's going to happen off the bat like be patient with yourself give your body like the respect it deserves and treat it like a beginner and you'll get back there eventually and it won't take you as long as it did the first time there is such thing as muscle memory and you know it's it's all about the perseverance and the drive but you have to start from the beginning yeah that's a really good point and I know we've we've talked about patience a lot um and patience getting back into it is just as important as patience you know, waiting to start. Um, you, as a runner, if you were marathon training and then you got injured, you're not going to be able to just jump back into those 20 mile runs. Right. You are going to have to kind of start over. You lose. I think there's some statistic, like it takes three weeks to lose your endurance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I still didn't feel like I lost my endurance after like four weeks when I started doing like spin workouts. I felt fine. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't think if, if you're out there running 20 miles and then you're out for the count for two months, you're not going to come back and be like, not even able to run a mile. Like, <laughs> right. You're, you're going to be able to do a little more than that most likely, but, um, but definitely ease back into it. Lifting, you're not going to be able to go out and PR your deadlift right away. You're going to have lost a little strength. Um, and yeah, it's frustrating, but it also gives you new goals to set. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to enjoy that sort of beginner stage again. Yeah, I, I think there is something to be said about that beginner stage and like making that progress. Because a lot of the times, like once you've been working out for so long, you hit a wall. You know what I mean? Like with your running, you hit a wall with your speed, you hit a wall with 
how much you're lifting and you kind of get like, like you said, burnt out after a while and you're just doing it because you, you know, you want to, and you want to, but at the same time, you're like, I don't God, like, this is just, it is something. So like hitting new goals all over again is really exciting. And like even journaling it. So, um, I had a friend who I've never met, but we met on Instagram, um, we're like Instagram friends. And she sent me like a, a pug because I have pugs. She sent me like a pug workout journal. Oh. And I'm really excited to start using it when I start working out again. And I'm going to really record like all of my little milestones in there and my, you know, what I've been doing. And that's going to help me um, feel like I make like I'll be able to see the progress as opposed to like, well, you know, before I got sick, I could do this. It's like, no, like two days, you know, like a week ago, I couldn't do this. And now I can do this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, another thing, too, is don't don't try to go it alone. And I mean that in the way that, like, work with a specialist if you can. So it depends on if it was an injury or an illness. But, like, maybe you're working with a phys- physical therapist or maybe you, like, hire a running coach who has trained people who have come back from stuff like this before. Um, I don't great. know if I mentioned it in our last episode, but uh, shortly here, I'm heading down to DC to get my running coach certification. So I'll feel a little bit more useful. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Um, One last point that I think is important to make in in terms of nutrition. If you, if you've been doing all those endurance runs and suddenly you can't, you're going to have to adjust your diet a little bit. Um, I mean, I hope that goes without saying, but if you can't work out, um, your, your body needs more fuel when you're working out, um, and running long distances. And if you stop, you obviously can't, you won't be able to eat as much or, I mean, you you can, but you'll likely gain weight and then it'll make you feel worse. So just be be conscious of your nutrition and adjusting that accordingly. If you're not running 20 miles, you're probably going to have to cut back your calories a little bit. Um, so just thinking in terms of that and and maybe that's another goal and something you can focus on is adjusting your diet and, um, and focusing on your nutrition for a while and making sure that even though you can't exercise as much as you'd like, you can still, uh, eat healthfully and fuel your body that way. Just treat your body like, you know, the the machine that it is. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, no, that's a really good point because I've definitely been, like, a little bit more, con- obviously, just because I, I, I had to deal with, like, digestive issues. Like, I was always conscious, but after, like, I don't even want to call it relapsing, but I, after ending up in the hospital again, I've been even more conscious about what I'm putting in my body. Um, just really understanding that, like, it is a machine and that it does function certain ways, and um, I don't want to, like, disrespect it in any way that it's going to like try to kill me again (laughs) um but I think maybe that's even a really good topic for another episode like how to adjust your nutrition when you're not training as heavy like I think there's a lot of good tips that we could come up with and share too totally cool well I think that's it for episode eight uh yeah I covered it (laughs) but uh thank you guys for joining us we will be back in two weeks with another episode and uh we will see you then be sure to check out the show notes for everything we chatted about today and for more from me nicole check out fitfulfocus.com and from Anne marie at the 
And for any questions, you can email us at runnerswhowine, that's wine like the beverage, at gmail.com. 